I'm Monica Sancio Vegan Fit and I love to talk about practical plant-based nutrition, exercise and movement and absolutely a positive attitude for life and business and in general fitness with personal development for your success. In this episode we're gonna talk bone health okay from the vegan rd protecting bone health on a vegan diet because you know there's so much myth and many myths and just so much misinformation misunderstandings and so much fallacy around veganism it's like people just want to trash it and i understand that you don't have to be vegan all the way necessarily and i know there's many little details about being vegan and that you can and maybe you should consult a nutritionist and somebody who knows yet for the most part you can just be a vegan and be really happy like i am (laughs) seriously and have no health issues at all so let's read this article while i drink my hibiscus tea it's so delicious and so healthy you know it's anti-inflammatory it lowers blood pressure but did I say blood pressure? Oh yeah. So here I am and I am ready. Are you? Listen to this. Protecting bone health on a vegan diet. You may think of your bones as stable, rigid, and steady, but they're actually in a state of constant flux, continuously breaking down and rebuilding. In the early part of life, they rebuild faster than they break down as the skeleton grows. Even after they've stopped growing in length, bones continue to accumulate mass well into your 30s. With aging though, the balance between bone breakdown and bone formation becomes harder to maintain. The key to protecting bone health in later life is to slow bone loss and to ensure good nutrition so that bones can rebuild. As far as we know, vegans have no particular advantage in preventing osteoporosis, but it shouldn't be any more difficult for us to maintain strong bones either. Here are the most important things to focus on. Ready? Eat enough protein. Several Several decades ago, vegan health professionals suggested that eating too much protein, like the amount that the average American eats, was bad for bones. The hypothesis was that certain proteins produced acidic conditions that helped dissolve bones. Two observations bolstered this theory. First, on a worldwide basis, populations eating the most protein had the highest rates of hip fractures. But we know that those global comparisons of hip fracture rates don't tell us much about bone health. In fact, rates of hip fracture don't necessarily correlate very well with actual osteoporosis. Differences in hip fracture rates seem to be due mostly to genetic differences in in anatomy and also to risk of falling. And by the way, you can also click on the link. I'm going to give you the link to this article of um, the Vegan RD. And you could go into the references. It has many scientific references at the end. In fact, 21 scientific references just to make this article. So I thank them for simplifying things for us so that we can just understand it in an easy way and still be curious to know more and if you have any doubts and you're like oh is that true is that possible 
I don't agree or I do agree, whatever it is, you can uh, definitely consult this, okay? Which is what I do. I think it's the way to truth. And you could have your own truth. Like I say, I'm not going to convince you, but I can tell you from experience that being vegan is fun and it's delicious and it's nutritious and it's super healthy. And unfortunately, there's a lot of politics that doesn't want us to be vegan because, you know, there's industries to maintain even though they're totally cruel to animals, of course. So, back to the article. Here I am. Ready? Let's see, we're talking about enough protein. Okay. Another part of the theory about protein and bones focused on findings from clinical research. Feeding protein to subjects resulted in increased calcium excretion in the urine. But more recent research has found that this calcium isn't necessarily coming from bone breakdown. The most current evidence suggests that protein is good for bones. In fact, in vegetarians, eating more high-protein-rich foods like beans and veggie meats is associated with lower risk of fracture. It makes sense since bones form around a collagen-rich protein matrix. Protein may also enhance calcium absorption. It's true that protein can also result in increased acid production, but the best way to counter that is to eat a diet rich in fruits and vegetables. How much protein vegans need for optimal bone health remains a subject of debate. Some vegans, particularly those who avoid soy and veggie meats, may have slightly higher protein needs than lacto-ovo vegetarians and meat eaters. So it's a good idea to err on the side of a generous intake of protein-rich foods, at least three servings per day of legumes, which include beans, peanuts, peanut butter, and soy foods. Mmm, I just ate a plate of delicious bean sprouts. Yummy, yummy, yummy. They're even better than those that I just mentioned, okay? When you're sprouting, it's fantastic for your health. Okay, that was my comment. I'll continue. Vegans over the age of 50 should try to consume at least four servings of these foods. You can read more about protein on vegan diets here, and then you can click on that because we could also ask, what is a serving? Okay, is it half a cup, three-fourths of a cup? And we can go into that in another episode. Get adequate calcium. While adequate Oh, while acute calcium deficiency is rare, many vegans and non-vegans don't consume enough calcium to maximize lifelong bone health. It's not at all hard to get adequate calcium from plant foods, but new vegans may not know where to look. You see? One factor that greatly complicates the issue is that absorption of calcium varies dramatically among foods. Calcium recommendations reflect the assumption that humans absorb about 30% of the calcium in their diet. That's the absorption rate for calcium from cow's milk, fortified plant milks, and, oh, I like that, fortified plant milks, and from tofu made with calcium sulfate. But absorption is quite a bit higher, ooh, this is so exciting, for certain leafy green vegetables from the cabbage family like kale. Yay, I'm growing kale in my yard, in my garden. Fantastic. Okay, so like kale, bok choy, and turnip greens. In contrast, it's much lower for some plant foods like spinach, beans, and tahini. Oh, 8-11, I like that combination, and those are the references below. That's interesting because, you know, spinach has oxalates, and then there's absorption things uh, also related to, to the beans, and the tahini is made with 
mm, what kind of seeds? Sesame seeds, right? This is very interesting to find out because sometimes that theory could be debunked. But in general, I understand that you have a higher absorption of calcium from kale than from dairy, okay? Which we should all have trashed a long time ago. And I'm glad I did eight years ago. And I wish I had never, ever, ever had cow's milk ever in my life. Unfortunately, that I can't do. I can't change the past, (laughs) but I can certainly start again and keep on going with my vegan lifestyle and definitely influence other people to take on this uh, amazing journey because it's all up to you how fast, how progressive, how intense you want to make this journey. But, you know, the fact that you are on it is interesting, I think. And yes, I think it's important to be adventurous and get out of your comfort zone or shall we call it familiar zone? (laughs) Okay, so if you're struggling to consume these foods, another option is calcium fortified fruit juices. Although juices should generally be minimized in healthy diets, half a cup per day or so is fine if this helps you meet nutrient needs. Calcium is very well absorbed from juices. Note, however, that orange juice is also often fortified with vitamin D, and it's usually D3, the type that comes from animals. Ooh. A small calcium supplement, about 300 milligrams, can also be valuable in helping some vegans meet calcium needs. Focus on food first, and then do whatever you need to do to make up for any slack. Okay? And you can read more about calcium absorption here, it says, so you can click on that. Okay, so I took a break and here I am, protecting bone health on a vegan diet. We read about calcium and how to get it uh, in enough quantities and the absorbable kind, okay? Now, about vitamin D. Identify a good source of vitamin D. Although humans evolved to make plenty of vitamin D when our skin is exposed to sunlight, this isn't always a reliable approach in the modern world. Smog, clouds, and sunscreen all interfere with production of vitamin D. Older people and those with darker skin need more sun exposure than younger and fair-skinned individuals. Winter sunlight is generally too weak to promote vitamin D synthesis, and most people, vegan or not, need a dietary source of this nutrient for at least part of the year. Wow, that's interesting. I'm so lucky because I am actually sunbathing on a regular basis, so I hope to be very high in my vitamin D in my case, okay? I'm just saying, I mean, if you can do it naturally, even better. Only a handful of foods are natural sources of vitamin D, so most people depend on fortified foods or supplements for this nutrient. Fortified foods usually contain vitamin D3, which is almost always derived from animals. Ew. The vegan form of vitamin D is vitamin D2 or ergocalciferol. The evidence suggests that it's effective as vitamin D3 when taken as a daily supplement for maintaining adequate vitamin D status. However, new research suggests that vitamin D2 may be less effective in reversing a vitamin D deficiency. If you are deficient in vitamin D and need to raise your blood levels, there is a vegan vitamin D3 derived from lichen and sold under the brand name Vitashine. You see, I'm 
telling you there's always an alternative in fact i have a v B D three that i haven't been taking to tell you the truth but i know it's vegan because that's how i bought it and that's why i bought it okay so you can get vegan d3 the rda for vitamin d whether you're taking d2 or d3 is 600 ius okay international units eat lots of fruits and vegetables yay <laughs> i've heard that advice before i think i even give it and I apply it most of the time. Diets rich in fruits and vegetables seem to help protect bone health. Many of these foods provide vitamin C, which is involved in formation of collagen, an important component of bones. It's also an antioxidant, which may be important since oxidative stress could contribute to bone loss. Potassium and magnesium in fruits and vegetables may help to counter effects of the higher acid load associated with a protein-rich diet. Vitamin K in many leafy green vegetables has been linked to better bone health. Yay! Although the studies don't consistently show a benefit. Okay, 1810, that's another very lucky number. So maybe those references will tell us something about that possibility. And I do believe that vitamin K plays a very important role from other research that I've read before. Since fruits and vegetables vary greatly in their nutrient content, it's a good idea to eat a variety of them. Now, ensure adequate vitamin B12. In elderly people in particular, poor vitamin B12 status has been linked to poor bone health. It's important for all vegans, regardless of age, to ensure a good source of vitamin B12. Here it says in this article, in the cyanocobalamin form okay and i am gonna recommend an, a book okay and uh, i can do that in the next segment okay and i actually don't take the cyano form i take the methyl form because it's supposedly much better and according to studies so you know i would not agree in this little detail of this article okay anyway follow the guidelines here to ensure adequate vitamin b12 intake and that's a very interesting topic because you do not have to uh, take vitamin b12 from animals because they're actually made by bacteria meaning the vitamin b12 and you know the more natural the better and so whether it's um, methyl or hydroxy i think it's better than cyano which is the cheapest form in any case uh, vitamin b12 is available in many fortified foods and let's continue with the article don't overdo alcohol. Some evidence suggests that moderate alcohol intake is associated with greater bone density in postmenopausal women, but heavy alcohol use is associated with poorer bone mineral density and a greater risk of falling and therefore a greater risk of breaking a bone. It's okay to drink alcohol if you enjoy it, but there are lots of reasons to avoid more than a drink a day. So, about alcohol, the Berkeley Wellness Letter recommends no more than one drink a day for women and no more than two drinks a day for men. So, it's different and it depends on the body weight, of course. And yes, that's another episode to explain about the portions, you know, one beer equivalent to how many ounces of whiskey or rum or whatever you choose or wine if it's uh, three ounces or five ounces. And those are very interesting studies that have been made. 
especially the studies that involve people I like because they're not experimenting on animals and that would be really cruel for the most part so uh, I hope not yet you know I tend to prefer studies of averages and tests and just results in people uh, feeling good when drinking some kind of alcohol but when it comes to bone it's not a very good idea now Engage in weight-bearing exercise. As important as nutrition is, there is nothing worse for bone health than being a couch potato. Exercise that provides impact and that builds muscle mass and strength is crucial for keeping bones strong. Exercises that improve balance are also important since most fractures are due to falling. Good nutrition for bones in a nutshell. Chances are you're already putting most of these guidelines into practice, but give your vegan diet a quick review to make sure you're doing everything possible to protect bone health. These guidelines are relevant at every stage of our life cycle. Consume at least three servings per day of legumes, more if you're over 50. Consume at least two cups per day of foods rich in well-absorbed calcium. Cook Chinese cabbage, turnip greens, mustard greens, collards, calcium-set tofu, and fortified plant milks. Aim for three cups if you're over 50. Take supplements of vitamin D and vitamin B12 or use foods fortified with these nutrients. Eat lots of fruits and vegetables of all kinds. Don't drink too much alcohol. Stay active to build muscle and maintain good balance. And then you have all the references at the end of this article. So thank you very much to Vegan RD and thank you for listening. Okay, so if you like this episode, go ahead and leave a review on wherever you're listening, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and thank you so much in advance for those five stars that really would make a difference and will make a difference because I'm just going up and I'm just getting started in this project and I'm not doing it for myself. It's way beyond Monica Sancio. It's for the world to be energized, to be nourished. So if you want to be part of our purpose, then definitely go there to the links below, not just to subscribe to my YouTube channel. I suppose you're already subscribed to this podcast. Yet I also want you to go to podcast.monicafit.com where you can actually uh, support this podcast starting at 99 cents a month. Come on a dollar a month okay a little bit less than a dollar (laughs) really can make a difference if many of you support this podcast we can help many people and many animals because I'm all about kindness and instead of talking about the horrors of this world I prefer to say okay what can we do about it okay and that's the point so thank you in advance for your support before I go, let me remind you, eat and drink mostly plant-based towards vegan. Move around more, get physical, stretch, and stay positive. Focus on what you can do. And remember, being at your best makes all the difference in the world. So thank you so much.